0: welcome to the masterful king podcast if you're here then you're a man who isn't afraid to go to war to go to war against your insecurities your doubts and your fears you are someone who strives for mastery over yourself you choose to live your life intentionally deliberately in full alignment with your vision and integrity Daily, you are doing everything in your power to actualize the best version of yourself, knowing you will never truly achieve it. And yet that never stops you from continuing to try as you are committed to creating your greatest contribution in the world. You exude excellence in your habits, optimizing your health as you bring your best to your relationships and work because you are devoted to creating prosperity in all areas of your life, sharing your abundance with the world. You strive to be the best you can be and acknowledge the moments you fall short, never allowing those moments to stop you from trying again and again until your last breath. Because you know every mistake and failure is an opportunity for growth and improvement. And no matter how many times you've been beaten down, you continue to show up because your vision of the kingdom you are here to build, it pulls you. And you love the process of mastery. You are the masterful king of your life because men like you refuse to
1: settle for anything less than your best. Welcome, King. This is for you. So there I was, sitting at the front steps of my building at 10 years old, crying,
0: holding super special Superman toy that I had, and
1: $12 in my other hand. And I'm crying because I was just kicked out of my house at 10 for wanting to wear a Spider-Man shirt.
0: This story that I'm gonna share with you today is a big part of my story. Uh, it's a big part of my life. It influenced a lot of my decisions. And even to this day, it influences my decisions. The only difference is, is it used to influence my decisions to do things that hurt me and hurt the people around me. Whereas now I actually use that pain To fuel me to help as many people as possible. Welcome to the Masterful King podcast. I'm your host, Roberto Paez. And today I'm going to talk to you about the story of how I went from getting kicked out at 10 to impacting over a billion men. So, to give context to the story, I'm 10 years old. I'm living in Canada with my mom. Uh, I see my dad every other weekend or so. And It was around the time where I was preparing for my grade six graduation. Okay. And I knew that all the other kids were going to be dressed up in suits and ties and dresses. And I've just always been someone who like, I don't want to fit in. And that's also half true. Of course, I want to be accepted. I want to be seen. I want to be loved. But I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing just for the sake of doing what everyone else was doing. Um, And we also didn't have a lot of money growing up. And so when I was preparing uh, or when I was thinking about what to wear for my graduation, immediately I thought of this new Spider-Man shirt that I had just got. I just received as a gift from someone. And so I go to my mom and I I tell her, I was like, hey, like, wanna, I want to wear the Spider-Man shirt to my graduation and there was this like like heartbreak in her face this like sadness um and i didn't really understand it at the time and she told me she's like you know she says she says robert i'm going to attempt my 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 best polish accent here um robert please please we can just go and rent a suit okay not the best polish accent um <laughs> and I remember being a little bit confused and I looked up at my mom and I was like, I don't want to wear a suit. Number one, I know we don't got the money. And number two, like it's my graduation and i want to rock this dope Spider-Man shirt because as far as I'm going to be concerned, I'm going to be the best dressed kid in the playground. You know what I'm saying? All these other kids are going to be in suits and ties and they're going to be looking at me like, ooh, look at that dope Spider-Man shirt. Like, Like I'm a huge comic book fan, huge anime fan, Spider Man for sure to this day
1: is still one of my top favorite superheroes. And my mom didn't like that at all. She got really upset and she pleaded with me
0: and really tried to get me to wear the suit. And for the first time in my life, I was like, no, like I'm not gonna do what you ask just because you want me to do it. I'm gonna follow my heart because it's my graduation. I'm the one that's graduating, I want to celebrate the way that I want to celebrate. And I want to wear the Spider-Man shirt. And so I put my foot down. And, uh, and she eventually was like, All right, well, I'm not going to force him to wear a suit. And she, you know, let me wear the Spider-Man shirt. But it wasn't like she just easily said, Okay, no problem. No, like it was. Yeah, like we fought. We fought hard. And You know, you might be wondering, like, why did we fight over such a ridiculous thing? To give some context, like, my mom is Polish. She grew up in Poland in a family that was Jewish that barely survived the Holocaust. Like, my family went through some of the most atrocious, horrific things possible. And the ones who survived witnessed some,
1: to put it lightly, traumatic things. And they didn't deal with their trauma in a way that was helpful. They
0: dealt with their trauma by suppressing it. And the thing about any unexpressed trauma is it will find a way to be expressed. When it's suppressed, it will express itself unconsciously and often unintentionally. And my mom Being the innocent girl that she was, was subject to a torment of abuse and pain, physical, mental, emotional. She went through hell growing up. And so she developed this belief that when you stand out, that leads to pain, that leads to death. Because that's literally what happened with our family. Right. And even though World War II was done, when my mom was growing up, like she still was ridiculed for being part of a Jewish family, getting bullied every single day at school, feeling terrified of her parents because of the way they dealt with their traumas. They projected it onto an innocent kid by like beating her regularly. Right. My mom went through hell. And so here she is, you know, listening to her son who's saying, Hey, I want to stand out. And because she didn't deal with the trauma of, her upbringing, in her mind, standing out means death. Standing out means pain. Standing out means ridicule. And of course, she loves me. That's the one thing, no matter no matter all the shit that I went through as a kid. and I went through a lot. And this is like one really massive story where I'm really going to share with you a window into the pain of what I've endured. But in spite of all of that, I've always been loved. And I'm grateful to God every single day for the love that I experienced, because no matter what my mom put me through, no matter what happened between me and my dad, I always knew that they loved me. That was unquestionable for me. And so let's, you know, fast forward to the day of my graduation. Uh, I remember, you know, I show up in my Spider-Man shirt. I feel amazing wearing this shirt. Um, the only one wearing anything like it. And I felt great about that. You know, I feel great about the idea of standing out. I loved, I just, I just, I don't know. I had like this pep in my step, you know, like it's like there's something magical that happens when you stand up for yourself and stand up for what you want. And when you begin to express who you are authentically and confidently, no one can take that away from you. And so I remember, you know, we get to the ceremony and it's in this like huge church that was really close to our school down the road from where I grew up. And uh, I look around and, you know, I don't see my mom or my dad, uh, and no one's there. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they're just like a little bit late. I'm hoping that they're a little bit late. And so they start announcing all these different awards for students, you know, best, you know, athlete of the year, most improved student, um, you know, things like that. And after handing out all the awards, they get to the final award. And it's the student of the year award. And then they start describing the student, right? And I didn't think anything of it. I was just like moving off in the aisle, in the, in the pews and just hanging out with my friends and my homies and just having a good time. I remember this one thing they said, he smiles all the time. And as soon as they said that, I was like, is that me? Are they talking about me? And They said the winner of the student of the year award is Robert Martinez, because that's my birth name. And I remember when they called my name I was shocked. I was confused. I actually thought they made a mistake. I was like, what? Like, there's no way that I won this award. You see, I had such a poor view of myself. I could not believe that I was worthy of such a prestigious award, which is heartbreaking to think about. You know? And so I walk up and I grab this one trophy that is literally like almost the size of me. And I remember standing in front of the microphone looking at the sea of students and parents all smiling, looking up at me. And I was searching the crowd for my parents and, you know, they weren't there. When I think about that, I get get emotional. Not because I feel any type of way towards my parents. I've forgiven them. Like I've done the work to forgive them and move on. And as a parent, just like imagining my kids stand up there, like not seeing me there, not seeing...
1: Their mom there, like, just breaks my heart. Like, what are we here to do than to be here for our kids? For not being there
0: for our kids when they need us most. Like, we're fucking failing as parents. And at that moment, my parents failed me. And probably more importantly, they
1: failed themselves. Because that day is a a day that they regret. I know this because we've talked about it, you know?
0: And so I... I got my award and, and I go home after the ceremony. I walked home like I always did holding these trophies. And I'm, I'm, as I get closer to home, I'm feeling anxious. I'm concerned. I'm worried. and like, is, you know, maybe, maybe my mom will be in a better mood. You know, like she didn't show up because she was upset that I didn't listen to her. My dad didn't show up because he was working. says he couldn't take off work, which is, you know, a bullshit excuse. It is all the parents out there who use your work or whatever reason for the reason why you can't be there for your kids. Bullshit. I understand that there's like valid reasons sometimes and it just comes down to the reality of something you think something is more important than making time for your kids or your family or your wife or whatever. And it's important to be honest with that saying I can't say it's like no it's not that you can't it's just that you won't because you're choosing to prioritize something else just be fucking honest about it at least be real about it because can't is a powerless word it is you're admitting that you have no power in the situation and I just don't buy that if you're here listening to the masterful king podcast then you will consistently be reminded of your power And you know when my Dad said he can't because of work. That was him saying, I am powerless to this situation, which is a lie, not true. You know what you can't do? You can't sprout wings and fly away. Right now, in this moment, you can't. Maybe one day. But <laughs> right now you can't do that. You can make time for your kids. You can make time for your partner. You can make time for your health. You're just choosing to prioritize other things. Can't and won't are two different things. I invite you to use the word won't more than you use the word can't because won't is intentional. Won't is deliberate. Won't is where you claim your power back because you are saying I won't do that
1: rather than I can't.
0: And so as I'm walking to my home, I'm experiencing this anxiety rise up in me because I have no idea the state of mind my mom's going to be in. No idea. I'm hoping she's gonna feel better. I hope she's gonna see this award and be like, oh my God, this is amazing, I'm so happy for you. And then she'll realize the whole thing with the Spider-Man shirt is not a big fucking deal. But what happened was is when I got home and she saw the award, that made her even angrier. Probably because she was actually angry
1: with herself for not being there. And after calling me a number of names, things that no parent should ever called her child. Uh, She told me to get out. She told me to get out of the house or out of the apartment. So I grabbed my Superman toy, grabbed my $12 that I'd saved up in my piggy bank, and I went downstairs, down 11 stories and just
0: sat in front of the building just crying and crying and crying and
1: crying. Because so I was like, what the fuck did I do to deserve that? You know, see kids like kids internalize things. They take things really personally and they blame themselves.
0: And so I wasn't able to look at the situation objectively and realize, whoa, my mom's reaction had nothing to do with me. No, I interpreted that as,
1: holy shit, when I really want to express myself, that leads to pain. That leads to abandonment. And that belief dictated my
0: thoughts and my decisions for a very, very, very long time to the point that I didn't live according to what my integrity said or what my heart said or what I felt God was trying to lead me to and through. No, no, no. I lived my life through the lens of people's validation of me, especially women's. That was how I made my decisions. If I thought this thing that I'm about to do is going to get you to like me, oh, I was doing it every single time as much as possible. I would hurt myself, make fun of myself. I would abuse myself, abuse others for the sake of getting
1: attention. It was sad. I lived my life through the lens of, please, please like me.
0: And that got me addicted to drugs at 15. That got me getting divorced at 26 living in my mom's basement shortly after. And it was only after the divorce of my first wife that everything really started to shift for me in that regard. Because what I've learned, especially recently, is that when we are able to make our opinion of ourselves the most important opinion, or if we're able to imagine our future self looking back on our current present self and do things today to make that future self proud and only make his opinion of us the most important opinion, we start to make decisions that are in alignment with who we are and who we actually want to be. And yes, We're going to encounter rejection from people sometimes. Yes, we're going to encounter some difficult and uncomfortable conversations sometimes with other people who disagree with our way of being and living. Yes, we're going to need to be confronted with
1: all of our desires for being liked and accepted. And yes, When we continue living this way, we're able to look ourselves in the mirror with pride. Yes,
0: we begin to finally attract people, situations, and circumstances who actually love us for who we actually are, not for who we've been pretending to be. You see, what I did and what most people do is this. Let's say that your essence is the color green. Meaning who you are is green, but you've been conditioned to believe that you'll receive love, respect, appreciation, and adoration when you pretend to be red. So what do we do? We get really good at pretending to be red, right? We become a pro at being red. And then what happens is we attract people, situations, and circumstances that love red. But red isn't who we are. And as these people, these situations, these circumstances love us for who we're
1: pretending to be, we get more depressed, more resentful, because no one actually knows us for who we are. It's a difficult place to be, pretending
0: to be red when you are green. And the fear is that, well, if I... Finally, share with everyone my true essence green, then no one will love me, then I'll be rejected. And so, the fear of us being rejected by others causes us to reject
1: ourselves by hiding the truth of who we are. And that is such a sad place to live from because I guarantee you that we will never be
0: truly fulfilled if we're pretending to be red, knowing that we're actually green. And to me, the, the practice of expressing our true colors, our true essence is the act of living in integrity. Because the word integrity, when you actually look at the etymology, the root of the word integrity, it comes from the Latin word
1: integer, which means whole. Right? Like to be whole. So when we are whole,
0: we are living our life where our mind, our body, our soul, our beliefs, thoughts, and actions are operating in alignment with who we wanna be. It's where your mind and heart are working together, right? In unison. And so many of us are living our lives where our head convinces us that the desires that are coming from our heart are wrong. And that they deserve to be shamed and suppressed. Or our hearts begin to say no to something that we're doing that is completely misaligned with who we want to be, but our heads convince ourselves that that's the thing we want because other people around us have told us that that's
1: what we're supposed to want. You see, my mission with my company, the masterful king is to create a world where 1 billion men become
0: the masterful kings of their lives, where they are living in integrity, according to their heart, their integrity, where they're bringing excellence into their health, their relationships and their work, creating their greatest contribution in the world. Because I, firmly and fundamentally believe that a billion of us will help improve the planet and everyone's lives on it. And so that's the story of how I went from getting kicked out at 10 to now being on a mission to impacting 1 billion men. King, I hope you got so much value from today's episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you could just take 10 seconds to give my podcast a five-star review. The more people like you who invest the time to give me this sort of rating, the more the algorithm is going to share this episode with more men. And you and I both know that men need this message. The burden of what it means to be a man can be heavy sometimes, and we need support, and that's what this podcast is all about. It's about supporting men and teaching them how to become the masterful kings of their lives. So please take 10 seconds to give this a 5-star rating so together we can help improve the planet.